Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Mike Spring. We were talking in the office this week about how important research is when you get into doing voice work for someone. And, and well, let me explain what, what, what came up. I was talking about how I was on like my third take on one line on this piece I was doing for someone from Thailand that had some, you know, words in it that I didn't understand. It wasn't, you know, like chicken satay, which, you know, I know from the menu at the Thai restaurant. This These were, um, you know, landmarks that I just didn't know exactly how to pronounce. And all of a sudden, this very simple, what I thought, voiceover work was getting a little complicated. So Mike said, Hey, let's put that on the podcast, Warren. (laughs) Why don't we take your experiences in voiceover work and translate it into something that can be useful for everyone? Brilliant. It was just a brilliant idea. But anyway, and of course, he speaks right up and says, Hey, you know, that's kind of happening to me a little bit too and what I'm working with. So you just need to know a little bit more about what you're going to do for someone and make sure you've of them correctly along the way. So let's let's take quickly my experience, all right? Now, I've got access to studios. You might wonder why. I think we're standing in one right here. And so I didn't charge the guy any extra for doing this like a third time. And it wasn't the whole thing. It was just getting into the studio and recording one line again until I got the pronunciation correct. But you have to remember that this might not be as easy for you as a voice actor if you don't have your own studio or if you're using someone else's time in a studio with an engineer and all that. You have to work that into your quote, right? Yes, you know, I think it's really important, Warren, to understand how much research a job requires before you set up a price quote for it. You know, in your case, it sounds like it's, you know, a couple of words, you know, a line here or there, but you want to make sure that when you're quoting someone for a job, you have some idea of what the subject material is going to be and how much research it's going to take on your part, you know, because it will be expected of you as the voice talent to be able to pronounce all the words in the script. Now, if it's one or two words here or there and you're in a recording session, usually the producer or the client can help you out with that. Right. On the other hand, if you're going to be performing a voiceover and it's going to have multiple words and lots and lots of things that you don't know how to pronounce, that's your job to research that. And you want to make sure that that time of yours is going to be accounted for when it comes to your fee. Another thing to, to look out for is um, how many pages of script you have quoted on. All right. And, and you'll eventually figure out approximately how long it takes you to do a page. And you'll be able, when someone says to you, well, the page is, or the uh, project is 90 pages long, you'll be able to give them a good idea of how long it'll take you and how much you're going to charge. Well, that was all well and good when I had a job a couple of years ago and I quoted on an early draft. Well, I get the, the, the final draft sent to me and it's like 45 pages more. And I, of course, had quoted a certain a price to the uh, folks that had hired me, and they had quoted that price to the folks that had hired them to hire me. So where are we? We're at a point where the folks that hired me can't afford to pay me for those other 45 pages. Now, this was a job that I was doing for the first time for someone, so we're kind of feeling each other out a little bit. I went ahead and did it. I realized I wasn't going to get paid you know, quite as much per page as I expected to, but you know what? I wound up getting more work with those folks later, and I did explain to them that this had happened. I said, you know, I quoted you at this amount of pages and you gave me this amount. So, you know, there is a little discrepancy here, but it works out. You have to feel your way through these situations. So, you know, a good way to handle this is something that a lot of people do is to include a set amount of revisions in your quote. So, for example, let's say you're recording a piece and the client isn't going to be there, but let's say you're working with a producer. What you'll probably want to do is set up ahead of time, hey, you know, my fee covers this recording session, you know, the original recording session and one revision. 
revision. So that means if there's something that you don't like or something that you want to change, I'll go back in and re-record that. And that's all covered under the terms of the payment. However, any additional revisions that you have, script changes or you decide you want a different delivery or anything like that, that's going to cost X amount extra, you know, this much extra. Because that way, you know, some clients will try and take advantage of you and have you go back and, and change every little word or every little pronunciation, or even like I said, you know, give you different script material. And you know, you have to work within reason for your time and the money that you're being paid. So keep in mind that you want to bid perhaps a little higher than what you normally would if you think the project's going to be a little more challenging. And that will cover, of course, the time that not only you know you have to spend on the project, but perhaps others that are helping you with the editing or the engineering or whatever it might be. Right, and each situation is different. You know, sometimes when there's major revisions or an extra amount of script pages coming at you, you can negotiate a different fee. And that'll depend on your relationship with the producer. You know, if you're working with somebody that you've worked with multiple times and all of a sudden a client has given them 40 pages more than you're expecting, you might be able to say to them, hey, listen, you know, this is really kind of more than what we had agreed upon. If, however, you don't feel comfortable with that, like with what Warren did, you can, you know, accept it for that job, but when you negotiate for future jobs, allow for a higher amount of money. Say, listen, you know, last time the job was a lot more intensive than it was expected to be. You know, I just want to make sure that that sort of thing isn't going to happen again. So this is my quote for this job. And it's because I expect there might be a little bit more coming, you know, on the back end. So just be aware of stuff like that. And I guess the bottom line is live and learn. All right. And hopefully you can learn from some of the things that uh, we've been uh, experiencing over the years as voice actors and, and, and learn from that. Yeah. For example, you know, I'm uh, recording a couple of of audiobooks myself right now. And when you're doing a project like that, because it's such a large scope project anyway, you are expected to be able to pronounce everything. You know, it's my job as the voice talent in this case to read the book ahead of time. And what I've done is make notes on any words I don't know how to pronounce ahead of time. And I've looked them all up and I've made notes in my script. So whenever I come across a difficult word, I already know how to pronounce it. And in the case of one of the books I'm doing with some of the character names, because they're fictional, I went right to the author and said, hey, how do you want me to pronounce these names? That's, you know, that's my responsibility to find that out ahead of time so that I don't have to come back later and redo the entire book because I pronounced a major character's name incorrectly the entire time. There you go. So I guess the lesson here is be sure to understand what's covered in the terms of the payment. Of course, if you've worked with them a little bit and you, you know, have this great rapport, it'll work out in the end. You'll, you'll, you know, everybody will know where you stand, but, you know, kind of get it mentioned up front, maybe sometimes even in writing if someone is, um, you know, new to the equation. Now, Warren, you know, um, we originally had like five bullet points to cover today, but I think we've covered about seven. So I'm going to have to charge you a little extra for my time today. Ah, I knew there was a hang up here somewhere. I could tell by the smile on his face as we were getting to, you know, number six and seven. He's thinking more money, more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'll, um, I'll just leave an invoice on your desk for you. <laughs> Thanks. Now, if you've got questions about what voice acting is really all about, Voice Coaches offers a one evening adult education class at universities, colleges, and schools throughout the country. We call it Getting Paid to Talk, and it's a fun and enlightening class that could be coming to your area soon. That's right. In early July, watch for our class in Rochester and Syracuse, New York, and Holyoke, Orleans, and Boston, Massachusetts. Say hi to my mom. She lives in Orleans. Uh, we're also in Alamogordo and Las Vegas, New Mexico. Don't go to Vegas. Go to Las Vegas, New Mexico. 
and Dallas and Houston, Texas. If you'd like to find out where and when we're going to be near you, call our toll-free number anytime. It's 866-887-2834. Or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. That's the address where we look for your comments, questions, and topic suggestions for our podcast. And remember, no question is a silly question. We might have silly answers for you, (laughs) but the questions are all good. We sit up nights, actually, trying to think of silly answers. (laughs) And we'll be back with not-so-silly stuff, I'm sure, again next week. Thanks for joining us. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. Of course, if you've worked with them a little, little, a little, 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 little. Let me see if I can think of something mildly amusing to say, Okay, which, you know, is... (laughs) Does not come easily to me. Um, About, uh, like, when we first met, Warren, I wasn't sure how to pronounce your name. I don't know. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Maybe you didn't catch it. I said something mildly amusing. Amusing, thanks. (laughs) That's right. In early June, watch for... Nope, July. (laughs) If you're a time traveler, watch for us in the past. Uh, Where are we going to go with that? Um... Downhill. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back. <laughs> Porky Pig makes his return appearance. <laughs> right. Killing the outro today, Warren, huh? Absolutely. We just have to end this. How are we going to end <laughs> we this? Just make it stop. Make it <laughs> right. end. Just make it end, please. <laughs>